Welcome everyone to the podcast Slay Your Dragons with Compassion and I've been getting some fascinating guests on my program uh, which I'm doing in conjunction with online events it's just a really fantastic organization it's so nice to work with and uh, we are looking at seeing how people slay their dragons with compassion which is the title of my book and it's really how people have come through different scenarios where they found resources inside themselves and, and most people have got an amazing story to tell. As they say, truth is often much stranger than fiction. So Sarah is a very good friend of mine from way back. And um, her story is quite extraordinary, as you'll find out in a few minutes as we, as we go along. But um, Sarah started life as a, as a, well, was a teacher for a long time and then had a hit record. She had a hit record with uh, Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You set as a dance version. And, and it just... It smashed it. It got into the charts. She goes on top of the pops. And for a while, she became a pop star. And uh, But big changes since since then, Sarah. So perhaps you could share a little bit for us about where your journey led you. Yes. Well, thank you for inviting me, first of all. It's, uh, it's lovely to talk to you in this way. Um, so, yes, I went from... I, I, I went from being incredibly shy to being able to hold an audience of, of thousands. Uh, and that was a journey in itself, going from barely able to speak to an audience to actually being able to be on a stage with uh, 52,000 was the biggest uh, live audience. And then uh, then through t live TV, actually reaching millions. So that in itself was a big journey that <clears throat> was about finding my voice, but, uh, and having the, the um, this being able to take the space on a stage and that is what I now teach others is is to find their voice but in a wholly different way it's not about being in pop music um, and and the, the pop years were for me were really really exciting but also incredibly challenging because um, it was very much about pleasing other people it was about doing what I thought other people wanted me to do, be what I thought they wanted me to be. And the pressure was enormous. And because I wasn't really confident in myself and my own self-worth uh, and value, I listened to others and, and paid attention and did whatever I could to, to please all these people, which was a lot of people. Uh, and <clears throat> what it meant was that I was further and further away from my my natural self as I was playing this role. I think that's what happens with celebrity and I've seen that with quite a number of people that I know when they become celebrities they lose themselves because they're not expected to be the flawed human being they obviously are but they're meant to project an image. Mm. You will have obviously had to project an image and of course you're a very attractive woman and you would have had all of that projection thrust upon you and you've got an extraordinary voice, which we'll hear a little bit later on, apparently, which is going to be wonderful. Um, so you've got real gifts to bring, but you've managed to turn around the very worldliness of being a pop star. And you you, you were a, a star under the name Sarah Washington, weren't you? That right. was yeah. your, your stage name. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, you, you, you wrote some lovely pop songs as well, but your life has taken an extraordinary turn. So what led you to move from where you were, which was into sort of stardom and sort of like thrust out on stage and looking very glamorous, into being something quite different? A journey must have taken place for you. Mm. So indeed it did. I, 
came across Chris James. In fact, I, ha I had a, an illness that was not life-threatening, but actually um, uh, made me need uh, seek some, some healing. And I, I found Chris James, who is a sound healer. And I was so touched by the beautiful sounds that he was making and the way he sang, but particularly the sound healing aspect. And I, I was so touched by it. It, it. it touched me in a way that no other singing had before. So I trained with him. And after that training, literally three months after, I'd already started to run some trial workshops in sound healing, I discovered I had a very aggressive second stage breast cancer. And at that point, my world came crashing down because I was told I had a 30% chance of surviving and I was 41. I was still, uh, maybe naively, but hoping that I would have a child. Uh, and I was told um, there was no way that was going to happen. And I, you know, I, I'd lose my hair and all sorts of things would happen. So I had to have the most ghastly treatment. But even as I was being told what was going to happen and their um, prognosis of, of not much chance of surviving, well, I mean, 30%. Um, <clears throat> a little voice inside said, don't worry, we're going to go on the most amazing healing journey. And and that I listened to, that I heard. And that really was the journey, was was, was starting to tune in to that voice inside. You know, it's very funny because I've interviewed quite a few people on this podcast, and I think that still small voice that lives inside us will often come at times of adversity. So I interviewed recently a chap called Bill Murtha who was drowning and the voice came to him as he was drowning. Oh. And it was quite extraordinary. So I, I really hear, and I saw, in fact, when I had a heart attack, um, I was in the ambulance on the way to hospital thinking I might die. Mm. And some peace came over me. It's almost like a voice came over me that said, be still. And, and I was still, and I was in quite a blissful state, even though I thought I could be dying. So I'm hearing that we have something bigger than us that comes through us, that guides us and directs us into what we can become. And what you've become is quite a different trajectory from what you were on. But what you've become is something that has brought a lot of joy and a lot of healing to many people through your work in sound healing. Mm. Yeah. So I, I remember sitting in the consultant's office uh, and him telling me all of this stuff. And that voice was there. And I I don't think I'd ever heard that voice before. Or if I had, um, I had pretty much not taken much notice. So the work since then has been about helping other people in my own journey of healing and finding a different uh, place of uh, expression and, and songwriting in particular, uh, helping others to really connect deeply inside uh, and find what they want to say, find what their message is or what essentially it's about what we need to hear. And then it's about sharing it with others. And what I discovered was that the songs that I that I, that I wrote after I recovered from that first lot of cancer um, were from a wholly different place. I had no pressure on me whatsoever, no record company, no manager, no public to please. It was purely for my own healing. And then I discovered when I shared those songs from that deep place inside, from a place of authenticity, um, that others responded, it touched others. And I think that's the magic. When we touch the place of authenticity, yeah. that's when it's, it's almost like we can't deny that we're on a track that then feels appropriate. 
and and I've watched you sort of like you know I've watched you stand up in front of large crowds of people in a very different way now and holding a space where there's a welcome to the voice and I, I know for a lot of us we're told and I say us a lot of people like what didn't happen to me they were told to mime at the back in singing classes because their voice wasn't good enough and I know that you encourage people no matter what their voice is like to find their true voice don't you I do, I do, because for me, singing is not about so much about getting the notes right, but really connecting to to your voice. Your everyone has a, a unique vibration in their voice, in their being as well. But also through sound healing, we connect to the universal sound, and it takes us beyond personality and connects beyond the you know the everyday, and that and and the that's about union. And one of my songs is very much about that. Well, we're going to have a listen to that in a second, but I just want to say um, um, a little bit about that whole thing of being in, in alignment, mm. your internal promptings, with your internal direction. And there is something, it's almost like we become much bigger than we could be as a personality. Mm. It's almost like I often feel when I'm running a workshop, I feel often overshadowed by something which is incredibly wise, which, which is not me. I, I have as, access to wisdom, but I don't walk around in a place of, of wisdom. And yet, when I'm in that that energy field, I find that place of wisdom. And I've again, I've seen that for you, and it's, it's we've worked together quite a lot. And and where you know my message is very often through psychodrama and through through visceral body sensation. Yours is very much through the voice, but also through the body. And and I think what I'm most um, aware of, and the first time I, I met you, I was aware of hearing the beauty that you bring to your to your singing. You're no longer singing in order to sell records. Mm. You're singing in order to let out the very melody that lives inside you and wants to be born. And, and quite simple words, and yet words are very powerful. So um, we're going to hear one of your songs, I believe. Um, we are, yeah. Um, I, it's interesting what you say about letting out, and it is about letting out. And I think um, that's so important, has been a huge part of my healing and journey is <clears throat> no longer suppressing my authenticity, my truth, my what I need to say, my dreams, whatever. I think the suppression of that is what can lead to can lead to um, dis-ease. Yeah. Um, and the very thing that I experienced <clears throat> in the depths of, um, of the cancer journey was was connecting to the essence of life and feeling pure love and that's what i call my album but it, it it when everything's taken away which it felt like it had been because i was so in the moment and i had to be and i've had cancer three times thank goodness not for um not since 2010 which is now four yeah i just just told slow down a second because that you rushed through that last bit i did yeah That's very <laughs> profound because it'll also be inspiring to others who've, who've had to deal with illness you've had cancer three times each time you've had to deal with the fact that your life was on the line, mm. your body was going to be severely tested, both with drugs and with and with um, um, all the stuff that goes on, chemotherapy, radiotherapy, and also with with quite heavy drugs. Mm. And so you've had to come through something. And, and it's been a long time, Touchwood, hopefully, that you're, you're done with your journey or, or you've done with that particular part of your journey. And um, But we do get educated by adversity. I think that's one of the things that's coming through in this podcast series is how adversity will actually bring us something um that we don't know yet yeah 
I, I, what I want to say is that in each of those journeys, what I experienced was um, only love remains when everything else is taken away, or when you're face when I was facing the, uh, the potential of dying young and dying from this disease. There was only love. And I that does sound a bit cliched, but it is honestly the truth that there it the that journey brought me to the very essence of of life itself and and a pure love for it and awe of it and the sacredness of it. But then I think singing and songwriting from that place can do that too. Well, then you're transmitting love, and I find that with with psychotherapy now that I what I realise is that that good psychotherapy is love. It's not clever knowledge of Freud's theory or Jung's theory. It's love. And when we transmit that love, then we, we, we create change in people around us. Mm. So hopefully we're going to get a little taste of transmission from you now with this song, All of Nature. Is that the song we're going to sing? Um, yes, I, I thought I'd sing All of Nature because um, this was the first song I wrote after, uh, I, I, after my recovery from the first cancer. And it's very much about that recognition of the oneness of all things, the essence of all things on this planet. And my goodness, don't we need to hear that now in terms of, you know, really respecting and honoring every life form. All of nature.
thank you so much. I noticed my eyes started to tear up as you started singing. Um, it's just because you actually carried the essence that you're talking about of of being at one with nature, which is actually ultimately what we need to become mm -hmm. if we're going to find our way to the next stage of evolution, I believe. Yeah. That we have to let nature guide us. Absolutely. And a lot of my work is in nature now, in the new forest. And it's very much about song and connecting with our hearts and the essence of, 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 of life and nature. Mm. Mm. It's hard to get back into words, isn't it? After sort of, uh, you know, that, 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 that interlude of going into, into the song, into the, the essence of the song that you just sung. There's something about putting melody to your innermost thoughts or, or feelings or, or um, insights or whatever it is, um, putting melody into it. And it's as if the soul takes flight as it hears that music. And that's what I, that's my passion is to, is to help people do that themselves, whether they're musical or not, and uh, bring their, bring their songs into the world. It's funny because I, you know, we, we, we don't realize often how much music is a part of, is, is the backdrop to our lives. And interestingly, I discovered Leonard Cohen, really discovered him through you because we went to a, a concert really? in 2009. I'd been aware of him as a sort of like a sort of like a, a poet and a sort of a, a singer. Uh, but in 2009, we went to the concert live in London, which was at the album that's then been created. And I realized I was in the presence of someone who was creating an absolute um, sangha, a, a community with 15,000 people in an audience and we were spellbound listening to him and, and that that music has stayed with me and also hearing your music I, you've written lots of beautiful songs and you've also done um, an album of Khalil Gibran's The Prophet as well can you tell us a bit about that and the inspiration for that yeah so uh, <clears throat> the Khalil Gibran's The Prophet is the most beautiful east meets west philosophical wisdom uh, and the words are uh, to me they 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 really help me understand so much just from his prose and uh, the first one uh and you you are on that album so you know the first one was was love and i thought i wonder what this would be like to speak over music and sing it and it and it was so simple and then you said why not do some more and i did and and there then we created this album which is just beautiful and Getting, I get that wisdom, and I know people who've heard it get it in a whole new way because there's melody and music as well. It's sort of the message gets delivered in a different way and, and touches us in a different way because of the melody and the music. And, and of course, I mean, a lot of people who are listening to this will know Carol Gibran's The Prophet. It is one of those books that everybody seems to have. But just for those who don't know it, it's basically about a prophet who's leaving the shores of his native land and the people come and ask him, tell us about love, tell us about friendship, tell us about death, tell us about um, buying and selling. And he delivers this, these beautiful words. And you've said it to music and, um, and performed it a number of times in, in, in some very lovely places like the, the Great Hall at Findhorn as well, the Universal Hall. So beautiful. And we're, we're still working on, on the second volume of it. Um, and the, one of the phrases that I know you really like and that I, I remember often is um, your pain is the breaking of the shell that encloses your understanding. And for me, that is what this journey has been about. But it's not just about pain. It's also so, uh, that's just such a lovely line. I wonder if you could just say so you've just spoken it. 
I wonder if you could, that, if this doesn't feel too weird, if you could just sing that line for us so that you get a feeling of how that lands. Yes. Uh, gosh, I haven't thought about this song for a long time in terms of melody. It's, it's very simple. It, it goes like this. Your pain is the breaking of the shell that encloses your understanding. It's not like that, but it's a bit like that. <laughs> it's, it's, that's not the point. The point I think I'm trying to make is that I found that by hearing the sung version, those words landed in me in a way that the written version didn't have quite the same thing. So I think you've yeah. been very much your gift that you bring into life is, is the gift of music. Mm -hmm. And originally it was the, the gift that was that was sort of like that was taken and used within the very worldly sense. And now what you've done is you've made music something that is your tool and, and you're still developing it, presumably, as well. You're still working on different angles Always. of it. Always. And you, you mentioned about um, Leonard. I, I didn't know, actually, that I introduced him to, introduced you to him. Uh, I'm very pleased about that. But you mentioned about him creating a sangha with 15,000 people. And and you, and my work, I, I'm looking forward to having 15,000 people singing with me. You know, and toning and bringing that uh, healing sound, but song and and mantra singing too. With that number, would be so powerful. So that's on my list. <laughs> I'm working towards that. And that's lovely because uh, people love to sing. It's like that does release us, doesn't it? It's like you know, I notice that I can resist it, but then I start singing, and suddenly it's like I'm uplifted and I'm 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 lighter than I was. It releases us. It uplifts us and connects. To the sacred when it's coming from that place it connects us to that heart of all things which is priceless that's very lovely and so um <clears throat> so your life has led you on quite a journey is there are there any other things that have been major learnings for you within the context of your life Oof. <laughs> oh well hmm Gosh, I, I'm so in the stories of the pop world and the and the cancer and the healing sound. I, I can think of nothing else right now. Uh, life goes on and life, thankfully, and, and life is a constant sort of journey of learning and, and facing challenges head on. Um, yeah, I think one of the major changes for me is, is leaving London and coming to live in nature. And, and that's not adversity. That's just um being that not just that is being surrounded by beauty and and nature and the resonance of nature which is so powerful for us i think that's very important that growth is not always about adversity i mean adversity will force us into growth obviously at times but i think there's something about making choices that actually feed our spirit our soul and our essences that can make an enormous difference in our life and you know you're now living in the midst of nature in a, in a small um, so, so seaside, see, is it? Is, is hamlet. It's a, it's, it's a hamlet and a, a hamlet. nature reserve. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I know there's something, you know, I, I, I'm now living in Devon and, and again, also having come from London. And I find that the pace of life is very different. And that pace of life feeds me, it, le it allows me more time to slow down and tune in to what's around. Mm -hmm. And um, yes, life will teach us through adversity. And, and I think there is, our suffering is part of the human condition. And also the suffering of others. The more sensitive we are, the more we're tuned into the suffering of others. And of course, 
you can use your your music to bring that through as well. But I'm very aware in these times we live in of the terrible suffering that's there and has been throughout time when we look at the cruelty that man inflicts on man. Mm -hmm. we, we need more than ever to create community and sangha that you talk about in the various ways that we do and mine is through music, song, mm. sound healing. Yeah. It's community building and 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 one of the things that people talk about is safety, the safety of that, that they feel safe there and uh, and and accepted, <clears throat> being accepted. That was a big part of my journey was in in pop music was about trying to impress and be something that I thought I was supposed to be. And then the, the second half of my life is about becoming authentically me and trusting that that's that's more than good enough. <laughs> It's, it's all you can be because no one else exactly. is going to be you. So you're there, aren't you? And um, there is something about actually the, the, the excitement of bringing through your gifts in life. And, you know, I've quite often quoted George Bernard Shaw who said that I want to be thoroughly used up when I die for the more I, the harder I work, the more I live. And for me, it's not about, because Mark Twain said, let your vocation be your vacation. And I know for you that your vocation is music, is sound healing, is, is all of the, are all of those things. And so I don't consider it work when I, you know, I, of course we work, but I consider it bringing through, having the privilege to bring through our gifts. I agree. And that's why when people say, do you think you'll ever retire, Sarah? Well, no. no. <laughs> because what? Retire from my way of life? I don't think so. It's just going to evolve as I, as I evolve. I think what I've discovered is that I have to be more aware of building in relaxation time yeah. um, so that I have to pace myself. But actually, it's like I still want the excitement and the joy of bringing through the gifts that I have to give. And you you, you have extraordinary gifts and you had extraordinary gifts as a, as a, as a pop artist as well. You, you, you made a lovely sound, but this is such a different place. I know we talked about the possible title of this um, of this this segment being uh, from um soul diva to sound healer yeah or or from pop diva to soul healer from pop diva to soul healer yeah so exactly, yeah and um that's it's really lovely and I, and I can see that your journey does inspire you i think the other thing is when we're doing what it is we love we stay young i don't mean young young because i'm not just thinking we should all look like we're 20 years old and dress up and, with, and put botox in and all the, the rest of that stuff but i'm talking about there's something youthful a youthful enthusiasm that gets through when we're when we're looking at something that that speaks deeply to us. Yeah, I think it's uh, vitality. You know, the vitality of of passion for what we do. The the not the knowing that we're really connecting with ourselves and and others and and life itself, uh, and that uh, that that passion and that love shines through. And that is that's youthing, isn't it? That's not youthing, but that's that's it was nice. rejuvenating, isn't it? It's rejuvenating yeah. and yeah. and um and vibrant. You know, I think that's the thing. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, I have so many things that I that I still want to do in terms of giving uh, what I can, and I'm, I'm always coming up with new ideas because creativity, as you know, from our Get Wise Get Creative course together, is uh, is 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 top top a top quality for me. Yeah. Of what a way of, of a way of life. <laughs> Sorry, I'll say oh, that no, again. That's... Creativity is key in life, isn't it? Because life's creating all the time, and we are we are too, whether yeah. we're aware of it or not. 
So long may we create. Love. Long may we create and long may we bring our gifts to the world and and to be part of the transformation of, that's so deeply called for in these times. And may we be able, if, we, if I was to say to you, um, because the title of the series is Slay Your Dragons with Compassion, which of course is the title of my book also, a, a, a dragon that you've slayed, what would that be? That's just off the top of your head. You don't have to come up with anything brilliant. A dragon that I've slayed. Um, it's such a strong wording, isn't it? A dragon that one has slayed. I think um, it would be... Uh, I think it's to do with shyness. Mm, I was just thinking that, yes. Yeah, I think it's to do with shyness and wanting to hide i i can't say i've slain that dragon completely <laughs> but i've put it in its you know in its cage or something i it's not it's uh there is still a little bit of, a bit of shyness in me uh sensitivity but um you know i feel if not now then when that that statement speaks to me and it's what what is there to lose we're giving of ourselves we're we're I'm helping other people connect and sing and enjoy music and, and heal from it, with it and from it. <sighs> well, that's lovely. And, and, uh, and you know, I know um, um, Ramdas says that we never get rid of anything. Um, and he's been a great teacher of mine. And uh, what he said is that our hope is that they become like schmooze, like little bits of dust, rather things that have really oppressed us become, well, we're aware of them, but they're no longer crushing our spirits. Yeah. And I can see your spirit is alive with the work that you do and the, the love that you bring to the work that you do as well. Yeah. I, as you were saying that, <clears throat> I decided that the dragon's not in a cage over there. It's just this cute little thing playing about. <laughs> Here's a cute little dragon. This is from the Turkish edition of my book. They put oh, a wow. cute dragon yeah. on the front. Yeah. Actually, mine look just like that. <laughs> oh, great. Yes, lovely. Well, Sarah, thank you so much. Um, it's, I've really appreciated having you on this podcast. And... Um, um, yeah, it's been very good to see you. Thank you. It's been lovely to chat with you in this way and, and to sing as well. It's a great series. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Great. Fantastic concept. Yeah. Thank you very much indeed. Thank and you. And thanks, of course, to online events for all of the energy they put into this as well. <laughs>